0: And hello, everyone, and welcome to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. I am Vic Batista, along with Web Minister Nathan Jones of Lamb & Lion Ministry, and we're transmitting live from the aventura hollandale Station in Miami, Florida. Thank you for tuning in for today's program, and we ask that you keep us in prayer that we would not have any problems with our technology today. Lines will be open for those of you that would like to participate by texting in your question or your comments to 305-992-9537, 305 9537 We would love to hear from you. Today's subject matter will that of, be of the Ezekiel 38 and 39 Gog and Magog Wars. We continue to make our way through Ezekiel 38 and 39. So we ask that you stay tuned and keep us in prayer. But before we continue today's program, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer.
1: I'd be happy to, Pastor Vic. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity to share your word with those listening in, Lord, and just give us your insights that you want us to know about from this Gog and Magog war and how we can set our hearts and minds on you. Thank you for T-Wave, and thank you for your love for us. In your precious name, amen.
0: Amen. Again, you're tuned into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. Vic Batista Nathan Jones as we're talking about the God and Magog War, Ezekiel 38 and 39. Today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura and the Truth Will Set You Free ministry. You can find more information at calvaryaventura.com or on Facebook on JN832. Also, we want to encourage you to stay tuned to the programs here during the week, such as this Pastor's Perspective, The Open Mic, The House of Prayer, and, of course, Wednesdays here, the Bible Prophecy Edition of the program, Vic Batista, and Nathan Jones, as well as on Tuesdays, 11 a.m., for the Calvary Chapel Bible Prophecy School of Ministry Radio Edition. Also, we want to welcome you that are watching us live via TWAVE.tv. Thank you for tuning in, and also those of you tuned in via TWAVE.org radio. Remember, for those of you that use Facebook, make sure you find us at TWave.tv on Facebook. Hit the like button, tell your friends and your family about the website and also the page and the programs here on TWave.tv as well as TWave.org. Before we continue today's program, I want to welcome my special guest, Nathan Jones, web minister for Lamb and Lion Ministry. Nathan, thank you for being on today's program.
1: Well, hey, thank you, Pastor Vic. It's not always a good to be on there, but uh, I'm actually uh, watching you. Maybe a little delayed, but uh, it's good to actually see you while I talk to you.
0: That's right, and that's why. And hopefully um, I have a picture of you in the back there. So those of you that are watching us live via T-Wave.TV, they can see the handsome young man back there. Uh, <laughs> not me, of course, but that's you, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm
1: watching you now, man. You, you look as cool as ever.
0: Well, you know, talking about cool, Nathan, the thing is, I think I might have told you, it dropped like 20 degrees in Florida. So it's, mm. I woke up this morning, it was like 50-something degrees. In Miami, unheard of. Uh, unheard of, I know. So that's why if you see me with my jacket, that's because we're actually freezing here in Florida, you know?
1: Oh, oh that's, not, that's <laughs> you a know, wild thought. I hope it doesn't kill all the fruit.
0: Well, we'll see, Nathan, we'll see. I know you guys had also a very cold snap in your area, right?
1: Well, I mean, there's never, supposedly every single state in the Union is, is dealing with this cold snap as the Arctic sucks all the cold air out from that big storm that hit Alaska down, and, and there's been snow all over the country. We here had flurries on uh, really Sunday night, and, you know, that's almost unheard of before Thanksgiving. It killed all the leaves. It froze them all, so we'll have no color this year whatsoever. Not that we get much, but it's just, it's like we went from summer right to winter.
0: Wow. Well, Nathan, I think, uh, you know, uh, our subject matters uh, that we've been talking about regarding signs of the times really apply, right?
1: (laughs) Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, people try to pass it off as climate change or global warming or stuff. But the Lord said that the signs of the end times would come more frequent and more intense the closer we got to his return. And one of those signs was changes in weather. And we're definitely seeing quite a a change in weather. It's it's proven. I mean, everybody's talking about it and the scientific data is there to back it up. But it's not that mankind is transforming the atmosphere and, and going to destroy us all. It's the Lord getting the earth ready for a time that's coming called the tribulation.
0: You know, Nathan, that is a very good point because, you know, we come to find out that, uh, I, I mean, if people that don't want to see the times in which we're living in, it, it's because they want to remain blind. But we're, we're actually living in exciting times, right, Nathan? Not really times to be fearful so much, of, but for the church and for the Christians, these are exciting times.
1: Oh, there's, it's no doubt. that I used to, growing up as a kid, think, boy, we live in such a dull time. You know, wouldn't it be cool to be like back in the medieval nights or, you know, some other time period? And, and now I realize that we live in one of the most exciting time periods in all of human history because we are the generation that lives while Israel is a nation again. And the Lord said in Matthew 24 that when Israel is a nation again, when the fig tree reblooms, that would be the nation that would see, the um, generation, excuse me, that would see his return. So Absol- that is us, man. That's us.
0: That's right. (laughs) And and that's why I believe that we live in just such exciting times. What a privileged opportunity we have, Nathan, uh, to be alive for such a time as this. And this is why anyone that is tuned in, that's watching us live or is listening to the program, we're here to encourage you and to help you recognize the opportunities that are right before you so that you don't let them pass by, uh, because we believe that these opportunities Souls and that's what this is all about. So Nathan, thank you so much. And of course, Nate, maybe you can share briefly just regarding your ministry some contact information. Uh so those maybe are tuned in for the first time, they can get a hold of you guys.
1: Yeah, yeah certainly. Our ministry is Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry whose mission is to proclaim the soon return of Christ. Like we've been saying. We believe that Jesus Christ is coming back soon, and we want people to get excited about that. It's something amazing. If you're a saved believer in Christ, then it's a blessed hope, as uh, 1 Thessalonians tells us, that we know the Lord's coming back, and that should give us hope and motivate us to holy living and evangelism. And I can understand for those who are scared of that, because the Lord returning for those who haven't accepted Jesus as Savior is a scary thing. It's a frightening thing. It means judgment. And so we want to get people to know Jesus as their Savior so they do not have to face that judgment. Absolutely. Folks can find us at uh, lamblion.com. That's our website, L-A-M-B-L-I-O-N.com, lamblion.com. There they can find all sorts of articles and our television show, Christ and Prophecy, which is broadcast all over the world on 17 networks. And from there, they can uh, find out more about us. And we hope you sign up for our social networks and our newsletter, and we'll make sure that we continually send you materials on Bible prophecy.
0: Mm, thank you, Nathan. Of course, we have that pulled up there, the website on TWave.tv. For those of you that are watching live, you can check that out. Make sure that you uh, make it part of your favorites so that you can check out all the wonderful articles. I love the one that you just sent out, uh, Nathan, regarding um, uh, also a prophets there by uh, Dr. Reagan. That was very informational.
1: Yes, our founder, Dr. David Reagan, uh, he's been teaching Bible prophecy since 1980. After that, Before that, he was a uh, law professor, and he just... He saw the times changing, and he wanted to, to make sure people understood that times were changing. And so the newsletter that we sent out today, we have so far about 30,000 people signed up for it, and it was about how God spoke through the different prophets. You know, sometimes he used uh, the prophets to write down prophecy. Sometimes they, they had, orally had to give a message, and sometimes they had to act out scenes right. to show people, what are the, the neatest prophets, you know, they actually had to... The, physically act out those different uh, scenes. And then there's also symbolic prophecy where people's lives or objects were symbols that pointed to Jesus Christ.
0: Absolutely. And all that is found on your website. And Nathan, also some wonderful videos there. We're actually uh, showing some of your tidbits, Bible uh, prophecy insights. Those are awesome.
1: Well, praise the Lord. Yeah, we've got six of them. And the idea is to teach people a little bit about Bible prophecy and then bring them back to our website so they can learn a lot more. And uh, I hope we get to make more of these someday. We've lost our computer animator he's uh busy now uh animating a full-length feature movie on genesis chapters one through three wow yeah i mean it's going to be amazing i've seen uh pieces of it and the lord's really blessed a lot of funding going there creation today is the ministry behind it that's uh, eric hoven's ministry and they're doing a lot to get the the message of genesis out to people and so i have seen the animation for this movie it is going to knock your
0: socks off when it comes out well, you know what, Nathan? I, I am looking forward to seeing that because uh, these uh, videos that you guys have been putting together, he did a phenomenal job, and I love just to be able to keep uh, rebroadcasting them here on our station so that people can see the quality of material. So I'm very excited about that movie, Nathan.
1: Oh, I am too. I am too. Uh, you know, that's one. there's two parts of the Bible that are neglected the most, the beginning and the end. They People diss the beginning, and they say, well, evolution brought us here, you know, nonsensical according to the Bible, and then they also diss the end, a revelation and all other Bible prophecy that Jesus is returning. So those are two areas of the Bible that are quite neglected, both with unbelievers and of course uh, the Church itself doesn't really like to discuss these topics more, so I'm glad these two ministries, we've been able to partner with with, uh, Eric on a few projects, and Now we're seeing him move on this project to build an entire movie, and our animator's part of that, and we're just so excited about
0: that. Wow. Well, we're going to keep him in prayer, Nathan. Thank you for sharing that wonderful information uh, with us, and we look forward to seeing what else God will do with you and Dr. Reagan and the wonderful ministry there. Nathan, we have been making our journey through this incredible battle called the gog Magog War. Now, of course, this is about our third edition that we've done here as we're making our way almost like a verse-by-verse, chapter-by-chapter because it's just so much information in Ezekiel 38 and 39. And you took us through Ezekiel 38 these past few weeks, and we wanted to pick it up in Ezekiel uh, 39 there, uh, verses uh, 1 through 6. I'm not sure if you will be able to read those for us, Nathan, and then take us through this journey.
1: Okay, certainly. Well, let's pick up... Uh Again, uh, just a tiny bit of background, Ezekiel 38 and 39 is two chapters that describe a future war. And uh, it's, of all the battles that are in the Bible, Ezekiel 38 and 39 is the most descriptive of all the end-time battles, even more than Armageddon. And so here we are. Let's go ahead to uh, chapter 39, verse 1 in the New King James. And you, son of man, prophesy against Gog, and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Gog, the prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal. And I will turn you around and lead you on, bringing you up from the far north and bring you against the mountains of Israel. Then I will knock the bow out of your left hand and cause the arrows to fall out of your right hand. You shall fall upon the mountains of Israel, you and all your troops, and the peoples who are with you. I will give you to birds of prey of every sort and to the beasts of the field to be devoured. You shall fall on the open field, for I have spoken, says the Lord God. And I will send fire on Magog and all those who live in security in the coastlands and they shall know that I am the Lord.
0: Mm, Incredible passage. Nathan, once again, maybe for someone who's not familiar with these terms, Gog, Magog, what exactly are we talking about here?
1: Okay. Well, Ezekiel was about 2,700 years ago. So when we try to understand the countries that he's listing, obviously he's putting them into terms of his time period. But all we have to do is fast forward today and History has proven what the modern versions of these nations are. So, when we talk about uh, Magog, Magog is the lands that constitute what we call the stand countries today. That'd be Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Uzbekistan, Turkmenistan, Tajikistan, and (laughs) maybe (laughs) Afghanistan. I'm amazed I've been able to pronounce all those, but that's Magog. That's the land of Magog. Rosh is the ancient name for uh, Russia, it's the ancient Scythian people. And this Gog, this ruler, uh whether it's a a man named Gog, which we don't know, right. probably not. More likely it's a designation or it's a demon who's behind it all, but he's the leader of Russia. So Russia will make an alliance with Magog, the Stan Nations. They will also make an allegiance with a number of little nations that today comprise Turkey. The Meshach, Tubal, and Gomer, Beth Togarma, they're all parts of what is modern day Turkey. We're also listed as Persia, which is Iran. Ethiopia, which is the Sudan, and Put, which is Libya and possibly Algeria and Tunisia. So what we're talking about is a massive amount of territory, an outer ring of what's combined now all Islamic nations uh, except for Russia, and they lead a horde, a massive army against little Israel in the attempt to plunder it and destroy it.
0: Amazing, you know, Nathan. What I like about this is that these terms that you you know, modern day Russia. I mean, we are we're seeing right before our eyes uh, what's happening in Russia. Vladimir Putin, of course, much of what is being uh, said here are events. Of course, they're using uh, uh, different uh, names, like you mentioned, because this was thousands of years ago. But now, today, we're beginning to see what's happening in Russia, the development of all these countries, right?
1: Well, it's interesting as we read about both in thirty-eight and thirty-nine. It's God Himself who He says He like put hooks in the jaws of Gog. In other words, He drags him down. He He makes it so it's ir- Israel is irresistible to Gog, and Gog wants to come and plunder Israel for its wealth. You know, it was only five years ago that people wondered, well, why in the world would Russia be interested in Israel's wealth? It really, right. I mean, sure, they have a good economy and uh, they're center for diamond trade and they're good businessmen, but they didn't really have a lot of wealth. And then. And then Israel found a tremendous natural gas find in the Mediterranean Sea in their waters, two of them actually. And so Israel is poised to begin production and be a huge competitor of selling gas to the world. Now, Russia dominates that up north. All of Europe is dependent on the natural gas that flows out of Russia through the Ukraine. Interestingly enough, we wonder why Russia's attacking the Ukraine is because they want to control the, the gas supply lines that go through there. But eventually, Russia will turn south, and they will want to plunder Israel and get rid of Israel as a competitor. Right. And all these other nations, fueled by their Islamic hatred of Israel, will join with them and try to annihilate Israel.
0: Excellent. And of course, that's why when we look here, it talks about uh, in details, verse 6, And I will send fire on Magog and on those who live uh, in security in the coastlands, and they shall know that I am... Uh, the Lord. And I I love that. And Nathan, anything else that you want to draw out for us here in these passages as we continue to make our way through Ezekiel 38, 9? Well,
1: as Russia takes this incredibly large army, a coalition of many nations, all bent on plundering and destroying Israel, uh, they get to Israel. And Israel's defense forces, one of the best armies in the world, but it cannot stand up against the sheer numbers and power of this huge section of the world coming against them. And so Israel's looking at pretty much its demise, but then God steps into the scene, mm. not physically, but it can be felt. He destroys the armies uh with the typical hailstone and fire and brimstone, so to speak. The earthquakes open up and devour <laughs> them the The armies they panic and they turn on each other and they start killing each other, and all this happens on the mountains of Israel. And then God, not only does he destroy those armies, but then he sends fire back on those nations that attack. So whatever the fire is, I don't know if it's God's fire particular, or it's right. reversal of missiles or weapons or whatnot, but then he obliterates most of Russia and Iran and Turkey and all, and destroys them, and then the whole world, and this is the purpose why God's doing it, that the nation shall know that I am the Lord. Mm.
0: And that's why, Nathan, today, you know, that that is the whole idea behind uh, the Bible. Sometimes people don't understand why certain events happen, but God is trying to get people's attention. It seems today, Nathan, that everyone is so consumed uh, on themselves and the things around them that they're not paying much mind to God, including uh, the Jewish people of today, right?
1: Yeah, it's a sad thing that we spend so much time focused on ourselves, and I think it's really a satanic uh, purpose is to to get us sidetracked from what's really important in life. You know, when we're worrying yeah. about, and and there's things to worry about. You know, we we pay bills, we eat, we we live. Our kids go to school. Uh, we worry about our politics, and and there's just different things we need to deal with. But we need to understand that we're part of a bigger picture, a picture yes. where we are components of God's bigger plan. And as we see these alliances of nations come together already in this day and age. We know that the Lord has something really big coming, and we need to be prepared for that.
0: Absolutely, Nathan. And that's why right there, verse 7, the following verse, uh, where we left off Ezekiel 39, really uh, sums up what you just said. So verse 7 says, So I will make my holy name known in the midst of my people Israel, and I will not let them profane my holy name anymore. Then the nations shall know that I am the Lord and the Holy One in Israel. Any thought on that one?
1: Well, that is, again, the purpose for why God is doing this. This is basically God marching out and saying, world, I exist, I'm in charge, and don't mess with my people Israel. And because of that, I believe that this is a post-rapture event. In other words, God's focus is off the Church, as it's been on the Church for the last 2,000 years, and focusing on Israel, and that he comes out in such a dramatic fashion, and that the whole world knows God's there. And the Jewish people, where supposedly 85% of the Jewish people in Israel are secular humanists, they, they don't give a thought to God. Yes. And, but they will. The, the whole nation will give their hearts and minds to God, not necessarily a son, Jesus Christ. That's the end of the Tribulation. But, but the world will know there's a God, and that perfectly sets up the Tribulation scene, because we know that the Antichrist comes on the scene and makes a peace treaty with Israel. Now, people thought, well, that's to provide Israel peace, but I think it's to, to protect the world from God, that they're asking, okay, we'll have seven years of peace, Israel. Now that you're a supersized nation, we know God's protecting you. Right. you know, We need to, to stand up and, and say, hey, protect us a bit. We also know that Islam is taken out of the picture, we know that Russia is taken out of the picture. So the whole geopolitical uh scheme of the world has changed, it also means that the EU is rising in power, like Daniel 9 said, is Absolutely. That the Antichrist would rise out of Europe. We wonder why the West is, is quiet, and could be that the rapture of the Church uh, causes a lot of problems for the West, and, and they can't get involved in, the, in Asia at this point. And so we see that the world will change dramatically because of this war, and for the purpose of the war, that the world may know
0: that God is in charge. Nathan, that's a great point. And of course, again, for those of you that are watching or tuned in, you're tuned in to the uh, Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about the Gog Magog War, Ezekiel 39. Of course, you can always text in your questions or your comments. And for those of you that are watching us live, you can also use the blog there and uh, share with us uh, your thoughts. And uh, Nathan, you made a very good point, and that was the focus being away from the church and now in Israel. And the reason for that is because we believe we're not going to be here, right, Nathan, for this event.
1: Exactly. Uh, The rapture of the church in 1 Thessalonians 4 and 1 Corinthians 15 and John 4 all talk about how the church, those who have accepted Jesus as their Savior, will be taken off this earth before God's wrath comes down upon this earth. And when we see such a shift from God's focus of evangelism through the church to his direct confrontation with the enemies of Israel and using Israel as a conduit for him, uh, his uh, testimony again, we know that the shift has finally taken place, and that would have to indicate that the rapture of church has happened before this battle happens.
0: Mm, excellent point. And that is something for people to recognize and pay close attention to, that we, the Church of Jesus Christ, we're not going to go through any part of the tribulation. Right, Nathan?
1: Exactly. We are promised throughout the Bible, and especially like uh, Revelation 3.10 and 1 Thessalonians 1.10 yes. and other verses that, that we are not destined for the wrath of God. The wrath of God is the tribulation. It's like the flood. It's God's judgment upon man for its sin it's to get Israel to turn their hearts back to him, and it's also so Jesus Christ can have defeat evil and set up his kingdom on earth. So we know that's not meant for the Church, and we're promised to be taken off this word. That's where we get the term rapture, to be caught up, to be snatched right. up, as First Thessalonians 4.17 says, and be removed from this earth before the horrors of the tribulation come. And I believe the Gog Magog War as well.
0: Absolutely, excellent point. And of course, Nathan, that is the, uh, the our hope is found in Jesus Christ and in Jesus Christ alone. And that's why our prayer for anyone that is tuned in to, you know, to our program is, guys, there's still time. Maybe you're watching, maybe you're listening to this program, and you just happen to uh, be tuning in or watching on your mobile device. Nothing happens by coincidence, but by divine appointment. The Lord is getting your attention. And if you don't have a relationship with him, our prayer is that you will turn to the Lord now uh, while there is still time. And Nathan, maybe you can speak to that person that is maybe watching and tuning in and they they still haven't uh, given themselves uh, to the Lord. Um, What would you say to that person right now?
1: I'd say recognize the signs of the times. Uh, we're living in, in in the pinnacle of the end of the church age. We're we're finally getting to the the climax. You know, At the end of the movie. It's the big scene. It, <laughs> it, it's it's coming, and uh, you got to ask yourself: is, are, is your heart ready? Have you accepted Jesus as your Savior? Have you prayed in your heart, "Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and mm-hmm. be my Savior"? And, And God promises to do that. He promises to forgive you of your sins because the sins now are on Jesus Christ. He paid the penalty for you. He also promises to take away your guilt and give you a whole new life and rescue you from the tribulation, the coming, and from eternal judgment in hell.
0: Mm-hmm. And that is the good news, Nathan, and that's why yes. we always, uh, we, we call it good news, because Jesus Christ came and died and paid for your sins, so that now he's made a way for you to escape this judgment and this wrath to come through his son Jesus, and that's what this program is all about. So Nathan, that's why there, verse 7 in Ezekiel 39 again, so I will make my holy name known in the midst of my people, Israel. God is also not through with Israel. All right, right, Nathan?
1: Not at all. Not at all. Matter of fact, I, I started the day with watching a little Gary Burge on Phil Vishner from Veggie Tales podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, that guy just drives me saying He's a Christian-Palestinianism. In other words, he believes that, that God has wiped with his hands of the Jews, and there's no need for them, and uh, basically they need to shut down their country and just leave those poor Palestinians alone and that guy just takes me off to know and it is so messed up theolo- theologically right you don't take a nation that's been not in existence for nineteen hundred years bring it back and make it the center of the world's attention just like zechariah twelve and chapter twelve and fourteen prophesied and it's israel it's not some nation we haven't heard of like the hittites or the the mayans it's israel god has a purpose and you have to be absolutely blind like gary burge and not see the fact that God has a purpose for it.
0: Absolutely, thank you, Nathan. That is what a great uh, uh, way to um, encourage people, but also for people to recognize. Just look, open your eyes, and see the miracles that have taken place in in, in 1948, 1967, and it's still a miracle today. As we see millions of Jewish people, uh, hundreds of thousands, and returning back to their land, and that's all part of what the Bible uh, has to say. So, Nathan, thank you so much. And of course, our time is pretty much up here in this uh, first segment of our program, and we pray that you. We'll stay tuned to the second segment of our program as we continue looking at Ezekiel chapters 39 the Gog and Magog War. Vic Batista, uh, Nathan Jones, again, you're tuned into The Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy uh, Radio uh, Edition. And also remember for those of you they use Facebook and Twitter. Make sure that you hit our, our like uh, there on the page and let your friends and your family know uh, regarding the programs here. And Nathan, of course, thank you so much for being part of this first segment of the program. And uh, and uh, we're looking forward to the second segment of the program. So thank you for joining me, Nathan, uh, in this first segment of the program. It's always a pleasure to have you on.
1: Thank you, brother. I, I just love to be on. And I just praise the Lord for all those people listening in and watching. And that I get to watch you right now. What a treat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then, and thank you, Nathan. And of course, soon we'll be able to hopefully watch you as well. We thank the Lord for technology, right, Nathan? Because of all that we can do with it,
1: the Lord's given us this technology. He wants us to use it to evangelize the world. And brother, I just praise the Lord what T Wave's doing to get the gospel
0: out. Uh, praise the Lord. Well, thank you. And thank all those of you that are tuned in via T Wave.tv there at our website. Also, live streaming, uh, tweetcasting. Uh, That's twitcasting, T twave.org. And of course, reach out to us during the week. If you, if we can serve you, if we can pray uh, for you, make sure you call 305 992 9537. 305 992 9537. You can also uh, get a hold of us via uh, T Wave. That's 321 End Time or 321 363 8463. We would love uh, to hear from you. So we will be right back in a second edition of the program. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, may the Lord bless you and have a wonderful morning. You are listening to T-Wave. Calvary Chapel Spanish Radio. Hello everyone and welcome to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. I am Vic Batista, along with Web Minister Nathan Jones. We're transmitting live from the aventura Hollandale Station. We pray that you can stay tuned in to today's program. Our lines will be open. The local number is 305-992-9537. 305-992-9537. Today we continue making our way through ezekiel chapter 39 as we talk about the Gog and magog war before we continue today's edition of this program i'm going to ask nathan jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer
1: lord we thank you so much for this day for the chance lord to study your word and we pray you'll speak through your holy word the bible uh, teach us lord what you want us to know for all those who are listening we pray pray for a blessing upon them for wanting to know you more. And we thank you, Lord, for T-Wave and your love. In the precious name of
0: Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Thank you, Nathan. Again, you tuned in to The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Radio Edition, Vic Batista, Nathan Jones as we talk about the Gog and Magog War. Of course, thank you for Calvary Chapel Aventura for sponsoring this program, as well as The Truth Will Set You Free. You can find more information at calvaryaventura.com and on Facebook on JN. I also want to encourage you to stay tuned here at TWave.tv during the week for programs such as The Pastor's Perspective, The House of Prayer, The Open Mic, and of course, The Bible Prophecy Edition uh, programs here on Wednesdays at 11 a.m., and also... Tuesdays at 11 a.m. And make sure that on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. and 10.30, you can also tune in to the Christ in Prophecy uh, programs, Dr. Reagan and many other speakers here on their programs. So again, we thank you for tuning in. And for those of you that use uh, Facebook, make sure you find us on Facebook dot com forward slash t wave TV, also t you and tune into our programs and make sure you hit the like button and tell your friends and your family about the programs here live. And of course before we continue our second edition of our program, and I, w- I want to welcome my special guest once again, Nathan Jones, Web Minister of Lamb and Lyme. Technology. So, uh, we pray that you can, those of you watching live, keep us in prayer right now. But I'm going to go ahead and uh, pray for us. Lord, we pray again for this technology and that everything would work without uh, any glitches. We thank you for the wonderful work that you are doing, and we praise you uh, for that. Uh, in Jesus' name, we pray. Uh, amen amen again you are tuned in to the truth will set you free bible prophecy radio edition big batista uh nathan jones and hopefully nathan i hope we got you back on the line
1: yeah yeah boy the joys of technology yeah huh?
0: uh, you know nathan uh, uh that's what i always say we, every time we open the program we ask people to pray for us right
1: yes yes they need to pray harder then <laughs> that's
0: what the problem is they're not praying hard enough yes Pray that Skype doesn't drop us. Yes. Exactly. Well, Nathan, it, and it was, uh, I was just talking to the viewers regarding your ministry, and I was actually showing them uh, on our website, uh, or your website, some of the information. But it's better when you give out that information live. Can you share with us, once again, your contact information?
1: Sure. Uh, we invite folks to check out Lamb and Lion Ministries at lamblion.com, and there you'll find a wealth of information on Bible prophecy, from articles, our TV show, Christ and Prophecy, our social groups, our blog. You can even download our app, the Lamb and Lion app, for any device that you might have.
0: Excellent. Thank you, Nathan. And the good thing is, since we are transmitting different, via av- different avenues, if we drop off someplace, hopefully people can still catch the program. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. yeah I was, I was, we got dropped, and I was in the middle of a question. I was asking uh, if maybe you could tell us when you rebroadcast these shows.
0: Oh, yes. Actually, thank you, Nathan. Yeah. Uh, the good thing is that if they anyone that just makes their way over to T-Wave uh, dot TV now, that's www.twave.tv, They can actually catch the programs live and they are automatically archived and they can watch all our past programs right there on the T-Wave dot TV front page, Nathan. So anytime.
1: Ooh, fantastic.
0: So 24-7 yes. then. 24-7, Nathan. And that's why we're, we're moving to uh, we're sort of merging the radio and the television, making it into one place, T-Wave.TV, and people will be able to catch both uh, and the archives right there.
1: Fantastic.
0: So thank you, Nathan, also, and uh, for your archived information. I've looked at Lamb and Lion Ministry. It's just astonishing the amount of materials that you guys have been able to put together, especially you, on just about every subject matter having to do with with eschatology.
1: Well, our founder, Dr. David Reagan, has been preaching Bible prophecy since 1980. So, yeah, he's built up quite a a number of resources, and I've added to him over the years and other people. And uh, so we hope to be the number one website for Bible prophecy, and uh, we're continuing to, to try to get the gospel out, not only to people in this age, but after the rapture of the Church. We want to leave materials behind So those people can read them and watch them and get saved as well.
0: Nathan, that is a very good point. And that's why I love Lamb and Lion and the way of thinking. We're not just thinking for the now, but we're thinking for the future and after the rapture. That's also important because it's going to be millions upon millions of people uh, looking for information. And like you mentioned earlier, if the Antichrist doesn't get hold of that media, right, many people will have it first.
1: Yeah, I think there will probably be a few months before the the lockdown on a lot of Christian uh, material we know that the Christians and uh, those who, when I say Christians, those who get saved after the rapture, the tribulation saints, and the Jewish people will be persecuted mercilessly by the Antichrist, and of course, a lot of this material that we're leaving behind will get expunged from the internet and other places. But I'm hoping, you know, once people get put them on their devices and and download them and all, you know, they can pass them around throughout the the rest of the tribulation as long as technology is available to them. And so that's the idea. We we read in Revelation about how uh... people from every tribe tongue nation and people throughout the world will give their lives to jesus christ so i believe that during the tribulation we'll probably see more people come to know Jesus as their Savior than the entire 2,000 years of church
0: history. Excellent point, Nathan. And, you know, that's why we believe that what we're doing now is not just for those of you watching live, and uh, but it's also to leave information behind so that others will be blessed by it. So, Nathan, thank you so much and for the wonderful work that Lemon Lion does there in thinking ahead and thinking into the future. So, of course, Nathan, we, we have been uh, very excited about this incredible team teaching there about the Gog and Magog war, the timing of it. Uh, I wanted for you to maybe refresh our memory for someone who maybe just tuned in for the first time. The timing of it, I know there's different views, your thoughts on that, and then you can take us through uh, Ezekiel uh, 39 and refresh our minds again.
1: Okay, Uh, again, just a little recap. Uh, Ezekiel 38 and 39 is also called the Gog-Magog war. It's of any of the prophetic battles in the history of God's plan, this one is given the most detail. We have incredible detail about what will happen to the nation of Israel. And the prophet Ezekiel 2,700 years ago prophesied that a coalition of nations led by Russia, it'll be Turkey, Iran, all those stand nations like Kazakhstan, uh, Iran, uh, Put, which is uh, Libya, and uh, we got the Sudan and some other nations that are listed there, will come against Israel. And they'll come against Israel with such a massive army that there's no way that Israel could survive as a nation. But then God steps back into human history, so to speak. In other words, by the time it's done, is Ezekiel 39:20, uh, excuse me, <laughs> not that far, but, uh, <laughs> verse 7: that the nation shall know that I am the Lord. So the Lord steps in, He destroys those armies with, with fire and hail, earthquakes, and turning the armies on each other. God then destroys the nations that sent those armies, and I believe that is setting us up for for the tribulation, that seven years of judgment where God will pour his wrath on the world for their evil, just like he did during the flood. Mm. And we know this will happen because verse 8 says, Surely it is coming, it shall be done, says the Lord God. This is the day of which I have spoken.
0: Mm, excellent point, Nathan. And I just love the way that we're able to open this up. And it all just lines up uh, prophetically. And uh, if you continue on, Nathan, through verse nine and on, that will be uh, awesome.
1: Sure. OK. Well, again, it gives us more detail. So we've had this giant coalition of nations that come down and plunder and destroy Israel. God steps in. He destroys them. And now we get into what's the aftermath of what happens. And at verse nine starts. Then those who dwell in the cities of Israel will go out and set on fire and burn the weapons, both the shields and the bucklers, the bows and the arrows, the javelins and the spears. They will make fires with them for seven years. They will not take wood from the field nor cut down any of from the forest, because they will make fires with the weapons. And they will plunder those who plundered them and pillage those who pillaged them, says the Lord God.
0: Mm. now nathan of course as we get into this uh next portion of scripture uh the burning of the weapons we know this is going to take a uh, uh, a certain time the cleanup uh uh of the whole event uh here can you talk to us a little more about that
1: well when you have an army the size that's going to attack israel i mean this is going to make it like something equivalent to, or even greater than like world war ii Picture the Nazis marching across Germany. This is an army that's coming at Israel from all directions. It's so massive. It's made up of the most powerful nations in the Middle East, including Russia, and they would just come to destroy Israel. So you just imagine that they're carrying a tremendous amount of armament. Now Ezekiel, you know, he's a guy from the B.C. So he's equating weapons from his time period: bows, arrows, shields, javelins, spears. You know, he doesn't understand what a tank is, a jet is, <laughs> uh, a gun is, you know. But so he's, he's listing them as he would understand. And when they, this Lord destroys these armies, all their weapons are sitting there in Israel's mountains, because this is where it happens, the mountains of Israel. And it says that for seven years that Israel will go out, they will take those weapons, uh, you know, maybe they'll drain the tank's fuel and, and burn the gas. You know, maybe some of them will be wooden and they'll be burned. Uh, some have even proposed that Russian tanks are made of lignite stone, which is a burnable material. You know, how what they're doing and using this all this fuel and weaponry for, we don't know. But we know that the, the Lord says that it's like they're plundering their enemies, because the enemies who are plundering them, they come out. And it takes seven years to literally burn through all that fuel wow. and all those weapons that come through.
0: And of and Nathan and we find that again because it takes around seven years to burn these weapons, right? It's why we we believe that some of these events we can see transpire before the tribulation. Correct?
1: I think it, there's a lot of good arguments for why this would happen just at the be- before or at the beginning of the tribulation. And one of the main ones is like you said, seven years to burn the weapons, seven years that the tribulation is going to happen. We also see that Israel becomes a prime nation in the world. Russia and Islam are no longer world threats, so the whole political structure of the world changes. It would be a perfect time for the Antichrist to come in, make a a treaty with Israel to to protect him as he goes and conquers the rest of the world before midway through the Tribulation, we're told, turning his attention back on Israel. And so there's kind of two, two trains of thought. One is that this happens just at the beginning of the Tribulation, hence the seven years. Yes. There's others who argue, well, in the midpoint of the Tribulation, the Antichrist comes in and he forces the Jews, many of them, not all of them, but many of them, to flee down into Jordan and to the Petra area. Uh, if you've ever seen the third Raiders uh, Indiana Jones movie, yeah. you know they were coming out of that building where the <laughs> night was. That's Petra, and that's supposedly where the Lord will keep the Jews protected during that time. So some say, well, the Jews aren't going to carry all this weaponry and fuel with them, and therefore this event probably has to happen three and a half years before the Tribulation, giving the Tribulation three and a half years before the Antichrist kicks them out of the country. That, that's one view. That's actually the view our founder, Dr. Reagan, holds. So this could happen three and a half years before the Tribulation, but definitely after the Rapture. Um... I don't see why the Jews couldn't carry the weapons and fuel with them to their hideout, and so I could see that you know they could be using the full seven years and having three and a half years before, between the rapture and the tribulation, having the Lord's restraining influence taken off this earth and allowing the earth to to go wild and release right. their passions and destroy it. I don't know if the worth could survive three and a half years before the tribulation in that condition. So I tend to think that this happens just at the beginning or just before. Uh, tribulation
0: begins yeah Nathan and we hold a similar view because there's certain things here that, uh, again we're not a hundred percent sure but the main thing that we do know that brings us uh, comfort is that the church will not be here
1: (laughs) exactly exactly
0: (laughs) so that's why in certain ways we speculate we do the best that we can to bring the scriptures uh, the scriptures oftentimes you have to read it all in its context right Nathan and then when you do it, it kind of makes more sense right
1: exactly yeah you know it's interesting bible prophecy is like a hundred piece puzzle and the lord's given us 75 pieces and we have to kind of we can see what the final picture is going to be sort of we can kind of fill in our heads what the 25 other pieces are but we have to wait for them to be given to us by events happening before we can plug them in that puzzle and see so there's going to be some disagreement on the on the minor things like certain timings or when these events take place but uh... We know that, as we talked about the last few times, that Ezekiel 38 places this in the latter days, the last days, which we know always revolve around the tribulation. So we know that's happening. We know there's a shift from a focus on the Church onto Israel. So we know then that this has got to also be tribulation-related. So it's just pretty sure that this is tribulation-related. When exactly in relation to the tribulation, how many years or months or days, uh, the Bible doesn't tell us.
0: Absolutely. And that's why, Nathan, I really like uh, to to, uh, be able to encourage those that are tuned in. Of course, you're tuned in to The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Radio Edition, Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about the Gog-Magog war. uh, We want to encourage those that... To become good uh, Bible study, uh, Bible prophecy eschatology students, there's so many materials out there so that they can get better acquainted with the whole picture of Bible prophecy and the Bible uh, so that they can see exactly how things are going to line up in those areas that we're not 100% sure, well, you know what, we'll ask the Holy Spirit to reveal it to us, but one of the things that we don't want to be is divided,
1: <laughs> right, Nathan? <laughs> Perfectly said. Uh, you would hit it dead on, yes, there's... Bible prophecy is a secondary doctrine. There's no reason for it to divide the brethren. Sure, if we're talking first primary doctrines, like Jesus was born of a virgin, he died, and he suffered for our sins, he's both man and God, and the Bible is the inerrant word of God, and the resurrection happened, and salvation is through Christ alone. Those are primary doctrines. And yes. Those are worth fighting for. But, you know, what time the Gog-Magog war happens, you know, I'm not going to talk to you if you don't think exactly like I do. That's That's crazy. <laughs>
0: That's a very good point, Nathan. And, of course, that's why as you're taking us through this journey, I really like that because, you know, we know that the weapons are going to be burned. We know it talks about uh, a specific period of time. Uh, So, Nathan, continue on there in the following verses. This is uh, really, really eye-opening.
1: Yes, yes, because it's not just the weapons that were left behind. There is a massive amount of dead people left behind from this, too. God wipes out the entire army, although we do read in Joel there's a a verse that indicates maybe that a a ninth, I believe, or it's either a sixth, a sixth or a ninth, I think it's a sixth, of the army does escape, and they go to the farthest northern regions, which would be Siberia, so some of them escape, but we know overall most of this massive army or armies combined uh, will be dead, and Israel can't have dead bodies lying all over the place, so we get to verse 11 here. It will come to pass in that day that I will give Gog a burial place there in Israel. So we know the leader of this this uh, invasion dies there as well. The valley of those who pass by east of the sea, it will struck travelers because they will, they will bury Gog and all his multitudes. Therefore they will call it the valley of Hammond-Gog. For seven months the house of Israel will be burying them in order to cleanse the land. Indeed, all the people of the land will be burying it, and they will gain renown for it on the day that I am glorified, says the Lord God." They will set apart men regularly employed with the help of a search party to pass through the land and bury those bodies remaining on the ground in order to cleanse it. At the end of seven months, they will make a search. The search party will pass through the land, and when anyone sees a man's bone, he shall set it up as a marker by it till the buriers have buried it in the valley of Ham and Gog. The name of the city will also be Hamona, and there they shall cleanse the land. Mm. And wow! That is really descriptive of what's going on, isn't it?
0: Man, I mean, Nathan, that, you know, we, we have modern technology such as uh, nuclear weapons and all these things. So I know our minds are racing right now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, for the Jewish people to have dead bodies around, it's, it's ceremonial and clean. So basically for seven months, Israel is ceremonial and clean. Wow. And that's why all the people, all of them, go out and they start burying bodies. They, they bury them in mass. In fact, they... They set up a, a valley area, which they've—it's uh, it, not been located, of course. It, it hasn't been named yet, but it's a general belief it's around the Dead Sea area. And they name it the Valley of Hammond Gog. in other words, uh, the valley where uh, Gog is buried, Hamongog, and or the, also translate the multitude of Gog. And there they'll bury them. And then they'll have search parties that are assigned that's their jobs to go out and look for the bones and send them down to Hammond Gog to bury them. And because there would be so many to bury. To actually build a city next door in order to facilitate this, kind of like the old gold rush errors. You know, everyone would run out to California, and <laughs> the town would it, literally a town would show up overnight because all of a sudden all that industry would be there to look for gold. Well, the town of Homona will be set up because there will be so many people in, in the process of, of finding the dead and burying them and, and dividing up the weapons and, and the fuel and stuff like that, that they'll have to create a city to handle that, and that will be the town of Homona. And we know when it says by the sea, it means it's by the Dead Sea. So uh, this will be a tremendous cleanup effort. It's kind of like when Europe spent the decades after both World War I and II cleaning up the dead that were on the battlefields. Israel will have to do the same.
0: Mm, amazing, amazing. And here uh, it talks about they employ people, right, Nathan? So this, this is going to be a huge thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this will this will be really big because they'll have to actually hire people once the, the entire population has pretty much moved the dead out, then they'll hire people to actually take those, those I hate to say, those piles of dead people, all the bones lying around, and clean it up and, and purify the country. And they'll take seven months just to do all that.
0: Amazing. And, you know, Nathan, that's why when people study world history, when they study war, I mean, you look at World War I, right, and World War Two, and it's just a cleanup mess. Uh, I mean, we had a mini uh, uh, issue here with uh, and i call it a mini issue because we had a hurricane katrina come through here we had a number of hurricane and uh, we had the floodings in new york and in new jersey right nathan and, and we see on television the cleanup that it takes for uh one of these catastrophes but here what we're talking about is something in a greater scale uh in ezekiel right
1: well that'd be like if all the northern states decided to come down and beat up on Florida there <laughs> and God stepped in and He destroyed those armies and and what would you be stuck all over florida there'd be there'd be weapons there'd be fuel, right. and there'd be dead people and you know the dead people aren't going to just lie around everyone's going to go out and they're going to gather up the dead people and then the the state of miami uh, excuse me florida will come out and, and assign people to actually pick up the dead bodies and and put them in a burial place a giant Exactly. Mass grave, and that's the Valley of of Ham and Gog, and they'll have to do uh, set up a city there to deal with it, and that's Hamona.
0: Mm, excellent, well, Miami, point. in your case. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's an excellent point, Nathan. And of course, we're bringing this for those of you that are listening live or tuning live. We're sort of bringing you this scenario more into a. Our era type of deal so that you can see how this might take place, because although this was written over 2000 years ago, we know as as Nathan, as you've been uh, sharing with us, looking at it from a uh, modern point of view, that's exactly what it would look like. This will be the cleanup uh, uh, thing uh, event and the people that that are going to be uh, cleaning up the area uh, so that life, in a sense, uh, can continue. But, Nathan, of course, uh, after this event, as you begin to read for us the following verses, how does this continue to unfold?
1: Well, I I don't know if you want to uh, get into it because of our time short, but I guess you do. So, uh, (laughs) verse 17, it goes, And as for you, son of man, thus says the Lord God, speak to every sort of bird and every beast of the field. And it goes into a kind of a poem or a song assemble yourselves and come gather together from all sides to my sacrificial meal which i'm sacrificing for you a great sacrificial meal on the mountains of israel that you may eat flesh and drink blood you may eat the flesh of the mighty drink the blood of the princes of the earth of rams and lambs of goats and bulls all of them fatlings of bashan you shall eat fat till you're full drink blood till you're drunk at my sacrificial meal which i'm sacrificing for you you shall be filled at my table with horses and riders with mighty men And with all the men of the war, says the Lord God. And that is a song or a poem, basically, that calls the birds, the carrion birds Mm. of the area down. And so it's not just the Jews as they're picking up the dead bodies and throwing them away, but the vultures, you know, are there picking at the dead bodies. Kind of like an old Western where you see the dead cowboy and then, you know, the buzzards are (laughs) circling around. The buzzards are circling around. And and God's saying that this is like a giant sacrificial meal and all the birds are invited to feasts. So. It's actually a, a sign of humiliation that here this mighty God, ruler of Russia, comes down with all these nations, and by the time he's done, God's turned
0: him into bird food. Nathan, that is amazing. And, and, you know, we are going to also notice in the time of the tribulation other similar events, and it's just a way to say that the corpses, right, that are going to be laying around and, and these birds are going to come to, to feast on this.
1: Yeah, when we look down to the end of the tribulation, which is culminated by the Battle of Armageddon, it's another the same thing. When Jesus returns at the end of that, there'll be another similar battle. But this time, all the nations of the world will be against Israel. Jesus will destroy them, and the birds will be there feasting again.
0: Excellent point. And of course, Nathan, thank you uh, for bringing us to speed on that. And also, of course, our time is out for the second segment of the program. But we just wanted to leave people hungry for the next segment. So, Nathan, thank you for joining me today. It's always a pleasure to have you on.
1: Pleasure to be on, brother, and good to watch you on T-Wave.tv.
0: Awesome, and thank you all for tuning in live for T-Wave.tv, T-Wave.org. Vic Batista Nathan Jones, we'll be talking about the Gog, Magog War. Reach out to us, 305-992-9537 for prayer if you have any questions or comments. May the Lord bless you, and thank you for watching, and thank you for tuning in as well.